0: What's up, everybody? This episode is sponsored by Eleven Music Career Center. Make money with your music faster with music career coaching. Learn more at turnup11.com. Welcome back to another episode of Artist to Artist, presented by Artist Republic. I am Tuck. This is my man Christian. Make sure you go leave us a review. Give us that nice five star because we're a couple five star men up in here. If you don't know the reference, go listen to us some. It's always sunny today. <laughs> our guest. Is nick natoli he is a songwriter and producer and artist from a uh, bravo reality tv series called platinum hit he finished fourth in the competition and then was able to write with a bunch of really cool artists like snoop dogg and french montana which is insane like super fucking cool natoli prides himself in being able to merge with different genres and when you listen to his solo music you'll definitely hear that for sure and uh he's originally from new jersey but has been uh since moved to hollywood when he was a kid he started getting involved in this career and trying to write songs and working with people and now ever since he has been able to hit the iTunes top 40 charts in three different genres, hip hop, R&B and metal, which I'm going to have to ask him all about that, because if you know, that's my thing. I'm if all about, that you know. stuff. so um, if you know, you know, and totally. He has a, uh, a deal out with Genius and Warner, so that's going to be really fun to talk about. Dude has done a ton in his career so far. Really interesting guy, so I'm excited to dive into it with him. But uh, yeah, let's get to it, man. So before we get into the show stuff, because I watched some awesome highlights and I got to ask, is it on like uh, Hulu or Amazon or any of that? kind of No, it
1: it has not been brought on to any of those like major (sighs) streaming services yet. Uh, It originally aired on Bravo in 2011. Mm -hmm. It did not do that well. Um, I don't think like the world was kind of like ready to hear that songwriters were behind some of their favorite songs and behind some of their favorite artists. And um, yeah, so it's I don't I don't know when it's going to air on one of those things, but I'm hoping so.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things that people are slowly starting to realize and learn from that other people are behind it. I'm out
1: through those residual checks, baby. Come on, dude, let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> you know,
0: it's really cool actually because one person, it's the last episode that <clears throat> Christian and I did, I was talking about Olivia Rodrigo and her new record, because I think it's fire. fire. But um yeah. the guy that produced her record used to sing and play in a band called As Tall as Lions from Long Island. They were like an indie rock band and oh, a band I, that I, I grew up I, I loving group yeah yeah and and i like when i was a kid man i like sold tickets to open for them and shit like that like a 300 person club you know nothing crazy and to see that he's now producing something that's that massive it's like go get it man congrats on the bag that's awesome so first question i have for you man i'm look when i'm going through your bio and stuff like that it says that one of the credits you have is with metal which i'm super yeah. involved with what what is that like because yeah. i listen to your music and it's definitely not metal definitely so not. curious. Yeah, there's,
1: there's one song so I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background my, my project is meant to do something that no artist project has ever done before and and in 2019 which is when i dropped my project it's a very hard thing to find so, so something that nobody's ever done before so yeah. i figured i'll do a multi-genre project so my project ranges from pop to country, to R&B, to metal, to rock, to you name it. And it's That's going awesome. to continue to change genres. And when I say change genres, like I'm not just like switching up the beat and stuff. Like I change my voice, um, my, my, my dialect, everything lyrically. It really sounds like a new genre. So I dropped this song called Jealousy, which is pretty much a hard rock slash metal song. And it charted on the metal charts on iTunes top 40. Oh, so that's, that's awesome, that's dude.
0: Congrats. That's super cool. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I went back and I was listening to a bunch of your stuff and I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then seeing that you're able to uh, pull that off, man, that's really fucking badass. Um, I appreciate that. But of course, of course. So, what was it like being a, you know, a young guy on a reality TV show? Cause I, I watch a lot of TV like that. I thoroughly enjoy it. So, I'm curious what it was like from the inside um, out.
1: It was like a mix between beautiful, beautiful and horrible. So like I came into the show not really knowing that much about the game and not really knowing that much about songwriting, uh, except for like my natural ability. And so that show was kind of like a college for songwriters. Like it was like teaching us the uh, schematics of songwriting and kind of like the music theory behind it and stuff. And I was just like a kid with a guitar. Like I just kind of wanted to play the songs that I, that can that, you know, I, I came up with out of my head and I had success in the first couple episodes. Then the reality started setting in and they started to like kind of script things a little bit. So I became like really angry on the show. Um, if you watch the clips, like I'm talking shit about all the other contestants. Yeah, it's Awesome. Yeah. I, I was kind of like a <laughs> bad boy on the show and um but it was cool, man. Like I got to meet Jewel and fucking Rodney Juergens and Ryan Tedder and Donna Summer before she passed. And so it was like this amazing experience for, this, uh, you know, a punk rock kid off the streets.
0: Yeah, that's incredible, man. How did you find yourself in that situation?
1: Um, My mom actually found an open uh, casting call in Hollywood at Musicians Institute. And I just went and stood in line after a 12 hour acid trip. And the next thing you know, I'm on national fucking TV. I I beat out like 300,000 people um, in America. And eventually they cast me and they took me to this like uh, location where we had to live with the other contestants. And next thing you know, I'm on fucking national TV. It was crazy. That's amazing, man. Sounds really fun. It was um,
0: all things involved, trip included. So yeah, <laughs> that must have been pretty gnarly. Maybe it, being a little lifted going into it helped you just to Oh, uh, yeah. So we're above sure. the contestants. For you... sure. Yeah, it was oh, funny when funny. I was
1: in line, um, I was like coming down off my trip. And this lady who's in front of me who was also auditioning i was just like talking like kind of strummed my guitar and stuff and she turned around and she's like you're gonna get on this fucking show and i was like aren't you isn't that not the mindset that you should be in you're competing for this thing and she's like no and i'm just like being honest like i really i think you're gonna get on it and i was like man this bitch is a fortune teller man like i got on that shit so she awesome. should have put
0: some her. money on that yeah,
1: yeah right <laughs> yeah, that's awesome
0: yeah, very cool um yeah extreme ever you know I saw that you have done like a you know a bunch of songwriting stuff ever since so is that your primary focus is like do you prefer writing with other people or are you primarily focused on your solo stuff these days
1: like i've always wanted to be an artist like when i got on platinum hit they were like oh you're a songwriter you have you know songs that are for other people and i was like oh shit i didn't even realize that i was just an artist so for me like I got into the game as a songwriter, but I always had the intention of being an artist. So I was like, what's the best plan here? I'm like, most people don't really know Nick Natoli and the show didn't blow up. So I'm gonna work my ass off in the songwriting game and kind of get my credits and learn a little bit about this business, um, which eventually I became a producer and a mixer and started working with all these people. But the intention was always to bring it back and and, uh, to hone my artist craft and to kind of get enough respect and the credentials that I needed to launch my artist project. So when I got signed to Warner in 2017, they signed me as a producer, writer, artist, and I had the ability to kind of go after my my dream, which was my dream the whole time.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. your contract allows you to kind of do it all in one in one moment. Yes, sir. That's cool. Very sick. Yeah. How did that all come about? Was it just from the show? Or was that from putting out your own hustle
1: and flow, baby? So I I went to a dinner in Hollywood with a bunch of A&R reps and stuff. And one of the ladies there was uh, from Warner. And um, she was like super kind and I was like, all right, I need to attach myself to this person. And it took like a good year and a half, almost two years of me just berating her with my music. And she was very upfront and honest. She was like, listen, I I know who you are. I watched the show. I've seen that you've been writing in Hollywood and stuff, but you do not have the credentials that we need. You don't have enough songs and and you're not making enough money basically off your songwriting for us to sign you. So I was like, what do I need? She's like, "I I need you to have a hit. So I worked as hard as I could to get that and eventually met an artist uh, named Neon Hitch. And we okay. cl- collaborated on a song called Don't Talk About It, which was a huge EDM hit. Um, it's like currently at 5 million views on, on YouTube. And um, it sold a lot of records and it eventually charted. So that was my entry point. And I just I knocked on that bitch's door. I was like, I got that hit, baby, let's do this. Um, awesome. And so, yeah, so they signed me kind of based off of that and the other stuff that I had going. I hadn't recorded anything for my artist project yet in order for them to hear that. So that was like that all started once I got signed.
0: Yeah. No, that's super cool. What's the song? I just looked up the artist. I'm going to check this Don't out Don't talk later. about it. Okay, sick. Very exciting. Man, that's wild. you've really gotten yourself all over the place. That's really
1: cool. Yeah, I like to, to just be very honest about like the situations, because I think especially for your listeners and anybody who's aspiring in the music industry, they're like, oh, he signed a Warner. He's had hits. He worked <laughs> with Snoop Dogg. Like, fuck that, dude. Like I worked so hard to get myself into all these positions. And at yeah. that and I want people to to realize that they can do that too and that there's no like magic you know carpet behind me like I really worked hard I was you know Warner said no a couple of times and then I worked hard enough I got myself in these rooms and eventually I got myself a deal etc
0: do you have any advice for other songwriters out there who don't know maybe what it's like to go and be in a room with other writers and try to like you're all kind of working towards one goal together. Cause I think that that's something that a lot of people don't understand. They think of music from the perspective of a band or a solo artist where it's like they write the song and it just comes out and which isn't the case at all.
1: Yeah. I mean like, don't chase the radio. Like don't, don't try to do something that you think that everybody else is going to like, like at the end of the day, have some, um, you know, (laughs) have some of that in mind like don't be completely you know absent minded to what's happening in the music industry but don't try so hard to do something that's already been done and if it's cool to you kind of have some belief in yourself that was something that i struggled with was i really didn't believe in myself in my first couple of years in the songwriting game i really didn't have that much success because I was trying to write these love songs and these we are creating these fake scenarios that didn't exist in real life. And I found success when I was just like talking about my life. You know what I mean? Like talking about the blunt that I just put out and the bitch that won't text me back and just real, real life stuff that yeah. kind of people can relate to. And you know what I mean? That
0: ding was incredibly well timed. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just <laughs> went with okay, the motif. To turn my phone off. Um. No, no absolutely it's you know people i think just want a taste of reality and that's why people have been you know through this year been enjoying simple things like twitch and podcasts and stuff like that oh, too, because totally it's like okay if i can't go see my favorite band i'd rather you know watch them you know play a video game and talk to me than yeah. to not um so that's really cool man it's it's it said that like you've been doing this since you were a kid, you know, and that you've always had these aspirations. And that's one of those things that I think a lot of people can relate to is always having a um, very strong viewpoint on what they want to see themselves doing and seeing it through. And you've luckily had that opportunity where you've gotten to experience different avenues of the industry that have probably built you into a position that allows you to maintain that success and be able to feel, you
1: know, in and like, I, the thing about it is men's like, I never, I, I never gave up. That's something that I would definitely tell anybody who's aspiring to do this. Like I'm 33. Now I came into this game when I was 23 uh, platinum hit was in 2011 it's 2021 and a nigga's still writing songs so it's yeah. like for me you have to you have to just keep going and eventually you'll find success like all the guys that I originally came in with they're all they're all gone and therefore they don't have success and the only yeah. people that I know that have had success are people who just never stopped doing it so for me it's like if you stay in it And you're in it to win it, so to speak, like you're going to have some success and you're going to get better at what you do. Um, People just don't really have like the drive and the work ethic uh, to stay in it and to stay motivated and to just believe that eventually something will happen. Believe me, in my career alone, like I've had times where I was like, man, this shit really doesn't feel like it's going to do it. I I think I might want to become a fucking real estate agent (laughs) because I loved what I did so much. And and because this was the dream since I was a young boy, I was like, man, I'm never giving up on this shit. You see what I'm saying? And even now, like in 2021, like I'm doing well, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not Drake right now. So I'm like, fuck, dude, I still got to keep working at this. So and by by 2031, I'm going to be on another podcast talking about how I didn't give up for the for the past 10 years again. So it's all about just perseverance and drive, man.
0: So with your solo music, do you find yourself um, like writing and producing that primarily yourself or are you bringing in work? Yeah, no, I know, to work I know. it's
1: really important that I do it all myself um, j- just because like my, my project is supposed to kind of mirror my songwriting and production career in the sense that like I've been doing the songwriting and production behind the scenes for all of these people all this time. And now it's my turn and now I'm doing my project. And, um, you know, it's not like I wouldn't benefit from some of the amazingly talented songwriters and producers that are out there. It's just more of an ego thing for me to kind of like do my own project. I do everything I mix. I master, I produce, I write it. Um, My fiance helps me shoot my music videos. I edit them. I do all the effects like it's really, you know, I'm really a one man show.
0: Yeah. Fully DIY. That's awesome. I love it. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, I could never do the video <laughs> side of stuff primarily. That shit always throws me for a loop super hard. Video fun. Very Good cool.
1: Stuff. It's tough, man. I, I started uh, with the videos two years ago. And if you go back to my videos that came out in 2019 and the videos that I'm dropping right now, it's night and fucking day. And <laughs> yeah. so a lot of people told me, like, you're crazy for even thinking of, of doing this. But I was like, dude, I can pay someone to do this shit <laughs> and, and fucking spend a lot of money and hope that they get my vision. Or I can get my own fucking camera with that money and fucking just start shooting and start doing my own thing. And they're probably not going to look so great in the beginning, but just like my production it's gonna get better and better and same thing with my mixing etc so I'm, I'm very proud of that part of my project because it took a lot of guts um yeah. and and will and drive and here we are
0: no that's super cool man yeah I would have such a hard time with that shit I mean I'm just getting into the recording side of things because of the shutdown where I was like all right well if I can't be with my band I'm gonna go and just we all gotta work on shit anyway no Uh, recording stuff sucks, or the video stuff sucks yeah
1: oh no listen (laughs) Um, everything's hard in the beginning but it's just like riding a bike man you're gonna eventually get better at it and um you know that struggle that you put yourself through will eventually be like something you can look back on so it's like at the end of the day even with pro tools and stuff it's, it's probably like you don't know your head from your ass when you first get on there um but if you work through that point then you're better than the next man. You, you see what I'm saying? You, you oh, absolutely.
0: You what I'm yeah. saying like
1: you went through that period of time and the the harder you work, you got to imagine like anybody else who's doing this had to do the same shit and had to go yeah. through that same process. So if you're making it through that, then, you know, you're, you're ahead of the pack, so to speak.
0: Absolutely. Thank
1: God for YouTube. Oh, yeah. No, I learned oh, how to man. produce off YouTube
0: teaches you everything. Everything. Fantastic. Yeah, I would be pretty lost without it at this point. Um, Same. But yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I mean, so many people these days have learned how to be producers or how to edit a video or how to make a podcast through YouTube. And yeah, stuff like that. so that's fantastic. Totally. Um, that's nice that you and your partner also get to make your art together. That's got to be a nice. Well, yeah,
1: experience. and yeah, my fiance stars in, in some of the videos, too, as like kind of like the hip hop girl. So I don't have any other women. Oh, in my that's video. sick. Yeah, she's got an amazing, incredible body and a beautiful face. So it works out and we just uh, we have fun, man. Like it's it's something that's kind of brought us um, closer together. And in the pandemic, it was like kind of our our, um, savior because of all the news and the media and the fucking you know uh the scaring sh- scary shit that was going on in the population yeah. we needed a way to escape we needed a way to kind of just go back to creativity and go back to like having fun and music videos was was it for us so it, it was a blessing
0: that's super cool man good for you guys yeah i know uh doing things like podcasting and working on music was a really nice escape from all sure. the bullshit that was going on and oh. uh still is yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Still is, so, unfortunately. You know yeah. It, man. yeah, I mean, as long as you like don't go on like Facebook a lot and shit, like you'll be okay for the most part. I don't watch the news or anything. I just watch it's always sunny in Philadelphia and Seinfeld. <laughs> and uh, but they wouldn't fuck that up for me too. They took Seinfeld off Hulu. I'm really upset they? about that. Yeah,
1: that's bullshit. Yeah
0: it's 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 actual bullshit and i hope that hulu yeah whatever fuck hulu
1: but but football <laughs> coming back right now man i needed something so
0: absolutely yeah what's your team
1: i'm a cowboy fan unfortunately oh, that's sick. Yeah. hey that's okay <laughs>
0: now my my bandmates are all in uh fort worth and dallas okay. so they're big right cowboys fans all right I mean, it could always be worse. I mean, I grew up being a Giants fan, and they're a dog shit team now. They were, <laughs> they had a couple good years. They did have a couple of good them. years. Yeah, got to watch two championships, and that was pretty yeah. nice. I was yeah. stoked on Our, that. My brother's oh. a
1: diehard Giants fan. He went to uh, Arizona to go watch them in the Super Bowl that year, so he saw them win over the Pats. Yeah, there we go.
0: Because you're from Jersey originally. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so the only reason I'm a Cowboys fan is my mom, who, like, I I don't want to say anything against women in football, but they really don't watch football that much. So she she was around a crew of Giants fans, (laughs) and to piss them off, she decided to become a Cowboys fan. So Brilliant. I grew up in Cowboys gear and fucking Cowboys jerseys, this, that, and the third. And eventually I became a man. and was like, nigga, I love the Cowboys. Plus
0: <laughs> at that time in that time they were a fucking great team. Oh man. yeah. For sure. The 90s Irving, Like, yeah, it oh, was yeah. crazy. That shit was nice to watch. Yep. But they uh, beat the shit out of the giants. That's yeah, the truth. That's right. But that's cool, man. Um, have you do you ever come back to the East Coast or you stay out in Hollywood? I probably?
1: do. I do. I mean, the pandemic has kind of kept me from my summer vacations, but I usually go out there to see my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and stuff like all my Italian family is back in New Jersey. Cool. So that's yeah. awesome,
0: man. Yeah, that's really cool. I am uh, pretty close to Jersey. I'm going to Jersey after we are done with this, actually. Where, where are you from? Uh. bro? I live in Brooklyn, but I grew up in upstate New York. OK, um, I just moved here like two years ago because my wife got here. But I grew up like an hour and a half north of the city Okay, really? uh, in, in a very small town called Red Hook. It's in the Hudson Valley. It's just like okay. one of those places that the weekenders are going and right, living now right. when they want to <laughs> we need to escape the city and go up to the Hudson <laughs> Valley, um, get them bougie restaurants and shit. Um, which was great when I was a kid because I worked at them and it was fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm driving to Asbury when we get done with this. Actually. All right. It's right on. Um, but um, yeah, being in the California scene is certainly much better for the songwriting aspect. I know that um, a few of the songwriters that I've worked for worked with with my band really seem to have a great unit of people out there that they constantly are involving themselves with. And that's got to be a nice form of camaraderie.
1: I mean, for me, man, it's the weather. Like I have seasonal affectional disorder. So when the clouds are out and it's looking like the UK outside, like I just Mm -hmm. will not be able to perform at my highest level. So that was one of the reasons that I took off from Jersey to come to California, because I really I thrive off the sunlight. I thrive off it looking like a beach day. And that makes me want to be creative and write and stuff so right
0: Oh, was so big for me
1: you.
0: understandable i know we usually you know a record cycle for us is generally every 18 months so we'll generally go out every other january to la and record oh, nice. for five six weeks and right stay out there it's a great way to get away from the winter here in new york um, so what's on the horizon for your solo project
1: So I'm dropping an album at the end of this month called Self Untitled, which is like a cool 20 songs. Um, It's it's multi-genre. It'll switch up from like pop to EDM to hip hop. Um, and then I just dropped a music video like four days ago. And then a week ago, I'm pretty consistent with the music videos because me and my fiance will just be like, you want to shoot a music video today and we'll get a location and we'll just do the thing. So because I have that power in my hands, I'm shooting a lot of music videos and putting out a lot of content. So there's three upcoming music videos that are coming out. Um, in the next couple of weeks or so. And then I'm looking to tour once these COVID restrictions kind of go down and, and we can kind of figure yeah. that out. But um, yeah, I man, just a lot more content, a lot more music. And um, yeah, just a bunch of new stuff dropping.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I'll go check out that new video when we get. For sure. Um, yeah, the restrictions are going to be tough. It's definitely going to affect turnouts and stuff like that. There will be plenty of people that don't want to uh, go out because they're, n- they're not vaxxed or don't want to wear the mask or yeah, whatever, which yeah. I'm totally fine with. Do whatever you want to do. Come, don't come, right. whatever. Ain't no thing. No pun intended.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, bullshit, man. I, I really thought this shit would have been done like six months ago. but we're, And we, we took the masks off out here. I don't know how it was where you guys are, but we had the masks off. I was like, we're back, baby. And the next thing you know, they're like, oh, the, the, the we back need to on. have yeah we need to put the mask back yeah, on, and
0: I'm yeah, like what was putting... the vaccination
1: for if we fucking need to put the mask back on what who's making sense here? yeah
0: there it's interesting, um you know, they definitely putting it back on here to some extent in the city, but then, like I drove out to Syracuse this week' because I had to go work on some stuff, and um, yeah, they didn't give a shit, so really it depends. I mean, we went and played a couple shows in. It was in uh, like Indiana and Ohio and like some Midwest shit. And fans were just straight up like, yeah, that, did, that didn't happen here. Wow. We did doing nothing. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, yeah, nothing stopped. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, cool, cool. And they were like, yeah, what about you? And I was like, no, dude, I live in the city, bro. Like, yeah, everything stopped. I didn't see my friends for a year. And they were like, for real? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, I thought that was. I that was bullshit. Wow. Like, oh, no, nah, man, that was real. That really yeah. happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I don't even like. Fans of my own band that that did that. I don't. It doesn't make me feel any which way about it. To be honest, I'm so like over people's feelings. I don't. The reality is, all y'all, everybody listening, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I do not give a fuck about what you think about anything. I don't want to see it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. be funny on Twitter or get out of my life like yeah, I don't really I do anything, <laughs> you know? I agree, it's like, yeah, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's Everybody has them stink. They stink, <laughs> they stink, and I hate them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but things that I don't hate. One, your artwork. I just got a what a picture. This oh, thanks, beautiful. it's beautiful. It's fantastic. You. It's so good. And I love that, like everything is just so on point, the, the hair into it, your
1: eyes into it, like everything. It's so nice,
0: man, a really beautiful Yeah, picture. man, like I, um, I've
1: always been, if you look at pictures of me when I was like five years old, I've always been like the rainbow, super bright colored neon guy. Yeah. And so when I was releasing my artist project, I was like, I, oh fuck, this guy 6 9 is doing that. And, and it's good, probably gonna look like I'm like, you're ripping off of him, but I'm like, fuck that. Um, how long, how much longer is this guy really going to be around for (laughs) one? And then two, I was like, I'm just going to be myself, man. Like, you know, unapologetically me. And just if people ask me about that, I'll just be very upfront with them and show them pictures from 1994 where a nigga was dressed in rainbow. And they'll be like, oh, wow. You know, you could do that on an
0: album cover and that shit would be sick.
1: Yeah, plus I dressed like that on the TV show and stuff, and that was 10 years ago, yeah. way before 6 9 was even a thought. So I think people can kind of understand, like, this is really him. You know, I just didn't have the fame at that point to kind of promote myself like that. Yeah. But that's what I love. You know, I love I love those colors. So.
0: Have you watched the WAC 100 interview?
1: Um, it, yes, yes, yeah. I did.
0: I was just watching that the other day. He's an an
1: interesting character, man. I'll say like out of out of all the hip hop cats, like I'll click on his shit the most just out of pure interest. I'm curious what he's going to say next or do next yeah. and he interests me and that's cool to have that kind of entertainment kind of infused back into hip-hop so
0: his controversy creates some power for sure, sure. people oh, enjoy it. it makes 100%. clicks that's for
1: sure yeah for but sure which is
0: one of those things that i want to talk to you about too and definitely something that christian understands a lot more which is just the marketing side of stuff so how have you found yourself trying to push your solo music as you've switched gears from the songwriting side to releasing your own content yeah Whether i mean it or song So
1: at the end of the day like there's you know way too much pay for play and that's just something that i'd never be involved in so like for me like i just hit up people that are in the game as far as editors and writers and stuff and say hey listen check my project out if you're into it um you know please you know do a story on it this that and the third um and the same thing goes with like spotify playlisters and cur- curators and stuff like that i try to build more friendships than i do anything else And obviously, like, I've got some ties in the game. I've been around for a while. Um, That was kind of part of my plan by, like, working with other artists um, and producing and stuff is to kind of figure out, like, all right, well, how are you going to promote this fucking thing? And who are you going to talk to this, that and the third? Like, I was kind of like a music spy for the first, like, seven years of my career, just like jotting notes in my artist, my artist notebook when I dropped my project. And now I'm kind of using all those little notes to help promote myself um youtube's been a great avenue a lot of people do like reaction videos to my songs and then after they react to my songs they'll hop on my instagram uh, they'll go on my twitter they'll retweet me they'll you know so i I get a lot of fans through that um but um yeah and then a lot of sponsorships i do um with companies who want to like send me free gear or send me free shirts and stuff and then i'll I'll kind of uh, get a following through their following on social media. So it kind of works both ways.
0: No, that's super cool, man. Yeah, YouTube is such a unique and fantastic tool. And the reaction videos have been really helpful for a lot of people. Um, They're just such a fun way to get exposed to new music. And if you just like the character of the person that does them, then you'll consistently get exposure through stuff like that.
1: Yeah, man. It's funny. I realized there's no way to actually see anybody and to know that they're watching and listening to your music, except for YouTube reactions. Like yeah. somebody says they checked out your Spotify. Okay, cool. You could be lying. Uh, somebody says they checked out your iTunes. That's nice. Where's the proof? But on YouTube, like you're visually seeing somebody listening to your music and reacting to either your music video or an audio you know, a file, whatever, but you see that they actually did it. And I'm like, there's no other place for this. I mean, maybe... TikTok or something, but YouTube is the primary.
0: Well, and that's the interesting aspect of the views versus comments and likes versus dislikes and stuff like that when it comes to these... Uh, reaction videos and stuff, because even if at least someone's watching something and saying something negative, they at least watch the damn thing. And that's totally that's always going to be half the battle. But it's fantastic to see these reaction videos because generally they come from a community of people who are very positive and are excited to check out new stuff like it's rare that you see a reaction video and someone's like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But even if they do, I'm just so happy. I'm like, fuck, dude, at least I know somebody is actually listening to me in this day and age. I'm like, that's really what I was always after is like to know that I'm being, you know, I'm having some effect on popular culture or culture in general. And, yeah. and YouTube's your living fucking proof of it. You see somebody, you see if they liked it. Um, And for me, like I've had like religious reactors, like they'll react to one of my videos and they'll just go down the chain of all my videos and react to all of them. I'm like, fuck you. That's so cool. Like, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into these music videos. Um, Like I said, some of them do not look as cool as like what I'm doing now, but I still like um i don't know if you guys have seen them but i like recreate movies yeah. i've done like aladdin and beetlejuice and fucking you name it dude i dressed up like six nine in one of my videos no like, shit like, yeah we, we really put a lot of effort into these so it's like you know it's to see somebody check it out that that's a blessing man
0: no i've, I've seen a couple but i'm gonna scroll through when we are yeah, done scroll, here scroll through, it's man. just sick that you're able to fire them off quickly and um you know do it yourself and be able to you know have that power like you stated
1: yeah before yeah it, it, there's a lot of content just based off that fact man like if i like i said if i paid somebody to do it then they did a shitty job i might have gotten unmotivated and never done another music video so far i think i've done something like 60 music videos and um, they just keep coming wow. out like every other week, man. So it's it's cool that that consistency is a, is something I'm so proud of because I'm like, as a kid, I wanted my favorite artist to kind of come out with a bunch of content and to just keep doing stuff. And like, you know, growing up in the 90s, man, we get like one album a year every three years. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, fuck that, dude. Like, I'm dropping music. And he's every-
0: got some views to them too, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's real. Like six hundred and fifty thousand. That's. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, that dude, one viral. This, dude, the six nine one. This looks hilarious. I can't wait to watch this shit. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, so my fiance does makeup. That's what she does for a living, and Boom. she's an incredibly talented makeup artist. So she's done Avatar. Um, she did the the hook uh, makeup to one of these Peter oh, Pan videos. Yeah, she's amazing. So she kind of adds a whole new element to my videos, and we don't need to pay anybody. We just do it all ourselves
0: this is amazing i love it i'm so excited to watch the rest of these this is fucking sick but man you really have captured an audience on here and that's oh yeah for sure to see
1: damn that's awesome Yeah, know there's like crazy stalker fans on youtube so it's <laughs> cool <laughs> They're just waiting for the next one to come
0: out. (laughs) Literally. When did you say the next one's coming out or you just Um, had one drop? Yeah, I
1: just had one drop like four days ago, but I'm going to drop a new video probably within the next two to three days. Okay, cool. And I'm really stoked about this because I'm actually using, there's this East coast guy who he does impressions. His name's Jason scoop and he does the best Trump impression I've ever seen in my life. Um, he's kind of had some success on TikTok, but he hasn't really blown up yet. And I'm hoping that I can help him at least get a good YouTube following because he's going to open my next video as Donald Trump talking about the song and doing like this crazy good uh, Trump impression. Oh my God. I'm so pumped about it, man.
0: That's so funny. I yeah, can't wait. To he's see amazing. It. Yeah, you're keeping the newest one is for the night, right? Yeah. OK, cool. So everybody go check that out for sure. Right on. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's sick, man. I can't wait to see the newest. Thank one. you, brother. Um, yeah. When people can pull off that impression, it's always entertaining. That's for sure. Um, and it's been nice to see that SNL can do, can do episodes without it as well. I'm proud of them. Sure. You know, I know they're often calling me saying, hey, how do you feel about our latest episode? And I say it's fine, Mr. SNL It's pretty good. <laughs>
1: um, Thanks, Lauren.
0: Yeah, Thanks, Lauren Michaels, right? That's yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lauren Michael.
0: Shut up, Lauren. You're a bitch.
1: <laughs> uh, I like
0: it. I'm I'm pleased. Do you guys uh, any of y'all watch the new Suicide Squad? I haven't I seen it yet. Pete Davidson get killed real quick i was not
1: i was not too impressed listen the first suicide squad sucked in my opinion so i was like this is redemption you guys are coming with an apology right now this should be amazing and i just wasn't really wowed by it at the same time i didn't watch suicide squad when i was a kid i never saw the comics i never saw any of the cartoons or anything so i don't really know even too much about it but like i'm a huge marvel fan I'm, i'm like an opening day guy when it comes to any of those movies and um i just i just wasn't wowed by it man
0: yeah, it was OK, it was just OK. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's fun, but it's just not comparable to the Marvel shit. Nah. But yeah. What can you do? Margot Robbie, though, for the win. Hey, hey,
1: if you're making a superhero movie at this point, you know you're competing <laughs> with Christopher Nolan's fucking The Dark Knight and Batman Begins, which are just yeah. like fucking rewatchable, uh, epic, amazing films. Yes. That are like not even Marvel films. These movies are like just great fucking movies, and yeah. so I'm like, man, you, y'all y'all need to rewatch that shit before you go make another fucking Marvel movie.
0: Maybe someday they'll get it right.
1: Yeah, someday. man. We'll yeah, hope one be day. I hope Christopher Nolan gets <laughs> back into the superhero game, man.
0: Absolutely, I hope so. We can all let's tweet at him. We'll yeah, start.
1: man, he's a legend.
0: So, what do you got coming up, my man?
1: Um, so I'll probably just be editing this next music video in the next couple of days. And then a little bit of promotion for that and stuff, a lot more podcast interviews and stuff. I realize like not that many people know my story and like know that I've written for Snoop and French Montana and YG and and all these different genres and and artists and stuff. So I think it's like a great platform for me to just get on and like I just did here and kind of talk about my story a little bit so people know what's up
0: absolutely man yeah it's crazy to get to be able to work with artists like that that have all seen such massive success
1: for sure Uh, man for sure i love French. it it's gonna ride
0: french's voice is so Uh... (laughs) sweet it's so sick but yeah man christian do you want to hit him with any questions before we end up uh getting done here today
1: no, I think, you know,
0: we're, we're running right up on the time. So it's kind of the, the perfect time to ask the last question, which is, yeah. you know, what is what is one piece of advice, Nick, that you would give to, you know, any up and coming artist or someone that just might be listening to this episode?
1: Yeah, man, like if you're trying to get into this business, don't do it unless you fucking love it. Like the thing that's driven me to this point is like I didn't mind spending 18 to 24 hours on Pro Tools and on YouTube learning how to fucking uh, work Pro Tools because I love music. I love when that kick drum hits. I love I love the sound of music. I love, you know what I mean, the sound of you know, cool synths and bass, bass tones and shit. I could do this for free. The fact that I get paid for it is just a blessing. It's icing on top of the cake. So don't get involved in something unless you really love it and you could and would do it for free. Um, when the money starts pouring in, it's literally just like, I can't believe I'm getting paid for this because I would do this for free. Uh, don't tell Warner that, you know what I mean? But at the, at the end of the day, Um, don't, don't get into it unless you really could do this all day long without a price tag on it. And if you're going to do it, treat it like for me, like I used to work at fucking T-Mobile and UPS and I treat it just like a day job, man. I show up on time. I show up you know, 10 minutes early. I'm the first one to show up and the last one to leave. And I also played like high school football. And so, you know, I, I usually look how I play in the sense that like, you know, I show up dressed to work and I'm, you know, ready, I'm ready to do this. So, I would say put, put everything into it or don't put anything into it at all. Absolutely.
0: that's That'd be my advice. advice. Man. Yeah. That's yeah, great no, advice. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, I'm with it, man. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Likewise, today. Thanks man. for spreading it with us. You know, like you definitely have a very interesting story. And when it comes to your approach with um, how you, have gotten through the music industry, it's pretty remarkable, man. So, thank you very much. Oh, man,
1: thank you guys so much. I really appreciate that. And I do a bunch of these, so I can really tell you like, you guys are very good at what you do. Your website is very comprehensive and amazing, it's very professional looking. And, um, yeah, man, I really appreciate you guys taking the time out. This was fun,
0: Ooh, of awesome, course. absolute pleasure. Well, Nick, oh, yeah, yeah, man, thank you right, guys,
1: so much. Nice to meet you, yeah. Um, nice meeting nice to meet you too. You
0: and we'll see everybody right. else next week.
1: All right, yeah, Absolutely. and shoot me shoot me the link and stuff, and I'll do, like, a promo on my Instagram. I'll do, like, a swipe up and shit. Yeah. To try to get my fan. Oh, yeah. Come check it out. Yeah, man, totally. You got it, brother. All right.
0: Appreciate you, my man.
1: All right, guys, have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Later.